This is Colossus, and you are listening to The High Regard Show. The High Regard Show. It's... It's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. Check out The High Regard Show. New episodes every Monday. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is the High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, it don't get better than that. No, sir, it doesn't. Are we on? We are. And you know what? I want to start off by telling you that... (laughs) I found some fodder that I think I might need to give you... For the show. You want to give me your father? I do. No. Fodder. Like, I have, like, something to fuel your, like, making fun of me. Oh, okay. Because I was transcribing an interview today for a story that I'm working on for the paper. And... I'm listening to what I thought was going to be like, I, wrote, I guess I wrote down the wrong number of like the folder that I was working in or like the wrong, like of the file on my recorder. Yes. And I just hear this like sound of like a toilet flushing. So apparently I recorded myself peeing. <laughs> That's great. After an interview when I like did an on-site interview and I was like, what is this? And it's just like, whoosh. You know, don't laugh, but we actually know a PR person that might represent you if this is the sort of things you want to do from here on out, actually. If I want to make my way into the adult industry, pedum. I swear to God, like every time I get an email from him and I'm at work and I check my email on my phone, like, you know, throughout the day, I try to like look and see like, oh, well. Just want to make sure I don't fall too far behind. You never know what you're going to get during a day. You never know. And I'll check my email. And every time I see his name come up, I'm like, oh, my God. Don't open that one. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen <laughs> when I open this because I don't know what kind of picture's going to be in it. There's been a few times, actually, where I would go and, you know, see the situation of his name. And then I will go and look at, like, the email. And it would seem harmless enough. And then Jesse would come walking in, and then he'll look at my screen or my phone, and he'll be like, what the hell are you looking at, man? And I'm like, it's an email. It's nothing. <laughs> it's, this is just it. It's just information on stuff. It's not necessarily the stuff. You're getting pissed and watching porn. Yeah, and he goes and says, well, what's the real stuff? And I'm like, we ain't clicking on it. <laughs> like, this is just it. This is just the end of it. Well, there you go. Yeah, so... But I really appreciate you, you know, trying to expand your horizons and trying new things. Take, and... I could take the lumps, man. I could take the lumps. <laughs> oh, man. So we is getting ready to um, get traveling soon. Well, not really, because we're already back, Tom. <laughs> it's always this back to the future stuff, man. Always confuses the hell of me. Like, you know how, like, you're confused every time we talk about time travel or planets <laughs> Or math. I was going to say, we're going to break it down to its simplest thing. <laughs> you know, sometimes when people have an abacus and they're using it and you get all confused by it. <laughs> it's like, ooh, what's that sound? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much the way I'm like when we pre-record our shows. 
I know, but we had to do this one because we are traveling. So that's why we did kind of like a, what we like to call in the journalism industry, an evergreen show, which is good for any time and any occasion. Mm. See, it's really weird because I used to work for a place not too long ago. And this is going to actually tie into the show, mind you. I feel like I should get my pillow because I think you're ramming up for a long one. (laughs) No, no, this won't be that bad. But there was this place and there was a site that we worked on Mm. called Evergreen. But we did ads that she referred to as Evergreen. So sometimes she'll be like, who's working on Evergreen stuff? And the, me and the other designer used to stare at each other blankly like, is it what it all the evergreen? hell is she talking about? Is she talking about the client evergreen or is she talking about the filler ads that we're supposed to be making? Didn't make a difference. No matter which one you guessed, you were always wrong. Okay. That's it. Why don't you do what you heard or something like that? I'm going to just close my eyes for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> So this week's You Heard ties in with this week's theme. And it comes to us from the elevator of 40 Wall Street where I used to work and would run into just all sorts of douchebaggery. Yes. And this is... I overheard like this Wall Street like slicked back hair tycoon. He's a tycoon, like a tycoon wannabe. I heard him say this to his coworker because it was like a holiday week. It was like looming on a holiday weekend, like it was like a Thursday. And he says to his coworker, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna come in because my cleaning lady is coming." Wait, why would you have to come in if your cleaning lady is coming? I don't want to be around people when they clean. Right, that's why he he was coming in to the office because it was like a day, oh, it was like a long weekend. I thought you so meant like, they were coming. She was coming to the office. No, and he it. was going to come into the office, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like you know, we're not coming in." He's like, "Oh, I'm going to come in because my cleaning lady's coming." Well, wasn't that a riveting you heard? you're just jealous because you just want all the segments of the whole show so that you could just blab on about whatever it is that you want to talk about i don't really have much to talk about but you know we do have but yet you yet every time i've said something like i started a conversation today you just like took the reins of the horse and just ran on down the road and left me for dead you know what i'm like i'm like a bird of prey you're like a mario lopez you could be like a mouse and you could find a block of cheese and you could think it's the best thing in the world. And I'm just going to swoop down and just like pick his bolt up and just have at it. That's just what we do. Super. Birds of praise. Super. So <laughs> I guess that's a good segue into the theme of this week's show. It could be. Which is about <laughs> how not to be a dick at work. And this is one of those shows where we were sitting there trying to figure out what it was going to be today. And this is your idea again. Yeah. So while you're mouthing who cares to me, like with no, an attitude like, face. Shut up. <laughs> like who why do you have to like give that kind of background detail? Because if it all blows up, I want to make sure that everybody knows it was your idea. <laughs> okay. 
But um, yes, how not to be a dick at work. Yeah, so don't say things like the gentleman in 40 Wall Street that, you know, oh, I have to come into the office because my cleaning lady's coming in. Let me tell you something, man. Please do, Tom. We have a guy at my work right now. Nicest guy. So, so nice. But there's something like a little bit off about him. I don't know what it is. He's There's something a little bit off about him. Okay. If you saw him, okay. you would never know. Okay. And the point is? Quick conversation. Every day, he well, he's the cleaning guy. And he comes into the office and he sees Jesse and I and he's always like, hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey, buddy. What's going on, buddy? Good good day today, buddy. Great day. Okay. Great day, buddy. And he just keeps saying buddy all the time. And <laughs> in an effort to keep the peace and be nice... I'm constantly like, okay, things are going good. How was your week? How was your weekend? Whatever. And Jesse is to the point now where it is so under his skin. As it starts getting to be 10 to 5, he'll be like, you packing up soon? And I'm like, yeah, I just got to do one more thing. And he's like, all right, buddy. Whatever you got to do, buddy. If you don't get out of here, buddy, you're going to be really stuck here late, buddy. Oh, my because, God. You know, that's it's coming mean. In, buddy. Why are you telling me this like you sound like a dick right now because that's the sort of stuff we're talking about now and it ties into your cleaning person that you were just talking about and it ties into like what people <laughs> do at work like they don't even realize they're being douchey about it but really seriously i do try to get out of there before he comes in he's a super nice guy but right. i don't no, want to get, get stuck yeah, like, hey, no, i get it i get it because like there's people that are just like long talkers i have a lot of Experience in that. Do you really? <laughs> it's a good thing, or else it'd be a lot of silent, make... <laughs> non-funny air on uh, the High Regard show otherwise. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, is that how you want to play it? Okay. Okay. All right. Let's, let's uh, bring something up, Sparks the Clown. Okay, because what do you got now going on? Tom needs to like pick a fight, so that's good. I'm not good. picking okay, a fight. Good. I'm not okay. picking a fight. Okay, so how not to be a dick at work? Don't open your mouth, Tom. <laughs> how not to be a dick at home? Okay, Nikki, whatever you say. <laughs> All right, so what is what is um, your list? You have a list. I do have a list. That you made. I came completely ill-prepared because... You're you a know, dick, yeah. It's It was my turn to come up prepared tonight. So I was like, I'm not going to come prepared. <laughs> so with your list, what is the first thing on your list that you have going on? This list on? is in no particular order. No particular order. No, no. Pa- there's no particular place to be. I just want everybody to know. Yeah, like it's just going to yeah. be just a random, like just things yeah. that we've... That, because I based it on both of our complaints that we've had about past jobs and mm. whatnot. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So the first thing is to just say hello. Say goodbye. Good I don't morning. think it's asking too much from anybody. Yeah. Good morning. How are you? What's involved in that? Right. It's just like even if you don't care, you're not listening because you're so full of your own self and your own importance. Just say, hey, how's it going? I say good morning to everybody. Everybody. Every single person. Even people that I know are a bunch of douchebags. If I'm waiting online at Jamba Juice and somebody tries to cut the line, I'm like, hey, good morning. Step aside, bitch. <laughs> okay. All right. So there's one. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. <laughs> Don't eat what's not yours. Is there a lot of that going on in your office? There's. It, it's happened in like other offices where mm. like... Things disappear, you know, like you have something in your drawer on your desk or something like that. And like you find a couple missing or like a granola bar or something like that. Like, but somebody, your granola bars. Well, like in the past, yeah. But then, like, you know, there's like stories of people leaving stuff in the fridge and then, like, oh, you ate my lunch. Like, who does that? What kind of person does that? A dick. Well, all right. 
but going back a long time ago when I was at another job, three jobs ago, let's say, and I was completely broke, we did have all the free food we can eat, but we also had a refrigerator that was a lot closer than all that free food you can eat. So maybe once in a while you might say, hmm, that's not open. It's been there for a little bit. What's a bite going to hurt? So you would eat somebody else's food in the fridge? That is so rude. Like, you are such a dick. I'm going to confess to, like, maybe taking a couple of bites of something and then putting it back. Because I thought it was funny because I was thinking, like, whoever left this food in here for a week or whatever. Now we're at the point where, you know, maybe if there's a bite taken out of it, they'll just look at it and laugh. Nobody's going to laugh if you're eating your food, especially like if you work in a place where like I work where it's like I don't get a lunch. I mean, I can take a lunch and stuff like that, but I just choose not to. I choose to eat at my desk. So like I don't want to go run out because I don't want to have to like tack that on to like my hours or anything. So I usually pack a lunch. Or I just don't eat and then I pick up something like on my when I'm done. So like that is so rude. That is so wrong on whoa, so whoa, many whoa, levels. Whoa, 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 hold on. I'm not saying if you bought your lunch in this morning, that this afternoon I'm gonna go and take two bites of it and put it back in the refrigerator. That's not funny. That's cruel. But if, but if you it's bought in your, there for a couple days. But if you bought your lunch in on Monday and then went out to eat so on are Monday, you Tuesday, saying- Wednesday, come Thursday. It's kind of funny. Now there's two bites taken out of it. So are you admitting that like you stake out the fridge and you just keep an eye on what's going on in there? So the reason that you don't take your own (laughs) lunch and use your fridge at work is because you're afraid that someone is going to make good on what you've done to them. Well, True or not true? It's true. And I do feel that karma can be a bitch unless you don't give it the chance to be so. Moving right along. Please do. <laughs> so, listen. Uh-huh. But don't snoop. Listen, but don't snoop. Or at least don't get caught snooping. All right, you tell me a story where it comes to this. I'm just a natural eavesdropper. I have yes. decent bat ears. Not that um, you heard would be any indication of that whatsoever but yes there's a reason that i get one segment and is it and it is what it is yeah because eavesdropping that's what it is pretty much is just and you're like but don't <laughs> but don't get caught <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you know what's gonna happen somebody down from like the wall street area is gonna be listening to our show and being like i swear to god i think i had this same i'm having deja vu right now <laughs> Because every conversation happens in an elevator down on Wall Street. (laughs) Well, you know, these things happen. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, listen so that you can be aware of things that are going on. Because I always, my mother always said, get the big picture in anything that you do. Whether it's you're walking down the street at night, pay attention to what's around you. You're at the office because there's so much shit that you don't get told, but I know what's coming because I like being prepared. I am a proper prior planner, so I don't like to be surprised by things. So I like hearing the whispers and being like, okay, like I know about this. And then I just pretend that I didn't. You see, I do that too. I feel like- Because we're yentas. It's, mm, I feel like it's more like an espionage thing because I feel like I listen to Anything that anybody above me has to say, 
because they know more than I know, you know? So knowing that simple fact, it's a matter of, all right, if you know more than me, when you talk, I'm going to listen because I want to know what's going on. I knew about layoffs from my previous three jobs because of it, before anyone else knew about it. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Because Tom's the guy that's skulking outside of the boss's office. Either that or just putting yourself in the right position to be in the right place at the right time. True. I mean, that's how I found out about every promotion I ever had was just, you know, kind of just, oh, look at you. I never talked to you ever. Maybe you and I should have a conversation because you're right outside the boss's door and when I'm pretending to be listening to you while she's on the phone, I can really be listening to her. Who knows? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Go deep, I man. I feel like you're Go Dennis. Deep. I feel like you're like Dennis from Always Sunny. Like you're very devious. It's my and very own Dennis evil. system. Yes. So kind of, you know, keeping with that, mm-hmm. but in like a less creepy and self-serving way. Oh. Which we're both guilty of, obviously. I was going to say, I was like, well, what other way is there, really? Be mindful of what's going on around you. For instance, if a coworker is on the phone and you perhaps work in a newspaper or a website environment where that person might as be... As you do. <laughs> or as that person might be on the phone doing an interview, perhaps. Mm-hmm. If somebody's on the phone, maybe that's not the time to, you know, break out the sousaphone and march around the office playing it, proverbially. Or stand next to her, you know, stand next to her and talk to the person that sits in the cubicle next to her and talk about the guy you banged last night. You know, th- there's, like... You wouldn't want somebody, if you were, like, talking to someone trying to get, like, ad money or something like that, you wouldn't want to have somebody over here in the background. Yeah, well, I brought him home and I was with my, you know, this other guy that I'm sleeping with, but then he came over and blah, blah, blah. Like, nobody should have to overhear. And then there were cats everywhere. Yeah, like, nobody (laughs) needs to, like, have to overhear that because you don't know who that person's talking to. It could be their mother. It could be a rock star it could be a mayor it could be anybody like so it was probably all of them at one it probably point was, considering yes. where you were at <laughs> yeah yeah i mean like there were times when like i would have to be like i was on the phone with like a huge rock star like i don't know say gene simmons and i'd have to like snap my fingers and be like hey assholes shut the fuck up because i'm trying to do an interview i'm surprised that gene simmons didn't say put me on speaker someone <laughs> interfering with an interview with gene do you simmons not know? who is this this is Gene Simmons. Do you? <laughs> You're not supposed to speak when Gene is speaking. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, and then, of course, you know, know your audience with the jokes and flirting. Like, don't come out of the gate with something. And, you know, you've spoken about that before. And I don't think we need to get into that again. Oh, you're talking about, like, my child pornography situation? (laughs) Yeah, don't make a joke about child porn. Don't make a joke. I mean... I alluded to it. I did not make a joke about it. is bad enough. It was so vague. It was unbelievable. And I'm going to tell the story again because I feel like I need to because of... I'm going to set the timer and you have one minute. It doesn't matter. You still got to do at least 30 more minutes of show no matter how you slice it. So let me fill up some of it for you you're doing all the heavy lifting i'll give you one so the year was oh my god could you just come on so the joke thing man it literally was the stupidest thing because i like to try to come up with things 
fast. Like I like you know as in the opposed, moment. Except, all except for speaking. Fast. Except for stories. <laughs> except for stories which I am ill prepared for. But Go usually on. I like to try to test the limits and see like how quickly I can come up with a joke when something happens. And people know me as a person that jokes around. Like you're not going to come to me and ask me serious life advice most likely because chances are I'm going to have to say something funny at some point. Some point. It's not going to be serious. You know it's not going to be serious. Serious. Which is every time like you're like, oh, I need a holiday card. You give me this like card and it's like, oh, look at all this sentimental shit. And I'm like, oh, here's a card. And it's like, you know. You are batting a thousand in the piss off Nikki scale. I don't even know if that's good. Right it's batting now? a thousand. Like you are seriously like you. I am here and I need to be here. You ain't going to get there anytime soon. But anyway, the point is. Is that you know? Don't ask me for your. Okay, things. we get it, Tom. You're 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 not a serious guy. You're a funny guy. Tell us a funny fucking story then. Let me see what I can do. Get there. I'm pulling out of my hat. So, there's this troll that I used to work with. Oh my god. What? She was a hairy little beast. Anyway, she was trying to track down somebody who worked for our company as a contractor stalked the hell out of him, and then eventually got his cell phone number, called him up on his cell phone, and tried to arrange a date. The guy had no idea who this woman was. He thought she was somebody else. <laughs> so he comes to the office. Identity. It really was. Okay. He came down to the office to meet with the girl he thought he was going to have dinner with and realized... Oh, no, it's this troll. And when he realized it, he completely backpedaled and said, I'm sorry, I just wanted to tell you in person that I'm married. So she gets all heartbroken over it. I'm walking past her office, and she says to me, Hey, Rorty, do you have a minute? I want to ask you a quick question. Where do you meet girls? Because you're recently single. And my response was, I like to drive slowly past high schools with my trunk popped and a roll of duct tape on my front seat. To which she laughed, went up and down and told everybody, Rorty just told me the funniest story. Told everybody what was said, and that was it. A few weeks later, she's on the chopping block to get fired because she was an incompetent... Anyway, so she's on a chopping block to get fired, and then she throws in this tidbit... Do you know that Tom Rorty makes jokes about abducting children from high schools? And now I have a sexual harassment suit on my record because of it. So you do have to know your audience. But even if you know them, it doesn't make a difference. Because at the end of the day, people are going to be dicks anyway. Like a work environment is just an environment for people to milk all they can out of you. It's an environment for dickery. It really is. Well, that was a very enlightening story, Tom. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> Be respectful, even as a boss, because just because you're a boss does not give you carte blanche to be a tyrant. Did you have a disrespectful boss? I did. I had a boss who used to scream at me 
constantly for no reason just because he was a misogynistic pig Mm. and he would scream at me and I would say you don't get to speak to me like that because it was at the point where I knew that the writing was on the wall and I was just like you know what fuck it I'm gonna burn this bitch down (laughs) and I would just sit there in these meetings and I know I was told that the previous editor would leave meetings crying and I was told by other staff that like you were the only person that does not get like flustered with him and the thing that like I learned the most from working with him is how to speak up like I learned how to speak up for myself more because he was the kind of person that like you couldn't pussyfoot around you know and because he was such a monster and he would just sit there and scream at me like in front of like the person that acted as like our HR person who did nothing because he was in fear of him too like really everybody was just in fear of him because he was completely psychotic so and I would just sit there and he would be yelling and I would say you don't get to yell at me do not yell at me do not speak to me. He would call me stupid. He would call me all sorts of things. And I'm like, I am not stupid because I am making you fucking money. But you are because you <laughs> stayed with him. I know, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, whatever. That being said. And I would just sit there and be like, you don't get to talk to me like that. Hmm. So just because you're in charge doesn't mean that you can shit all over the little people. You know who I fear more than like the mean people is the nice people. Oh, yeah, you can't trust nice people. Well, it's not even that so much. <laughs> so we're telling people to be nice, but like, just know we don't trust you. Well, if, no. you follow our, if you follow our advice, we're not going to trust you. Listen, here's the deal with nice people, though. It's like nice people have numbers behind them. Like if you get into a fight with a mean person, you can get an office to rally behind you and being like, man, I'm so glad you said what we've been thinking. Right. But if you get into a fight with a nice person, everyone's going to turn on you and be like, you're a dick. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be like, what the hell is this all about? That's the nicest person. Why would you go against them like that? And it's kind of like, do you know what that person just did? And they're like, oh, man, no matter what it was, it couldn't have been that bad. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you have no freaking idea, man. Well, I used to have this crazy bitch boss who used to throw everything off. Who's the misogynist now? Um, It was a guy. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was. But it used to throw all of the stuff off of its desk onto the floor. In the middle of a tantrum and make us people go over and pick it up and put it back in place exactly the way it was. <laughs> and it was like, your tantrums are to the point where you're still throwing stuff around and you're in your late 40s. Like, you missed the boat on therapy at this point in time. <laughs> Seriously. Right. No, I know what you're saying and I know exactly who that person is. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's in my book. <laughs> And of course, you know, there's a don't micromanage because nobody likes being treated like a five-year-old. I personally hate that. Mm-hmm. I've been in the business a long time. I don't need to be, what are you doing? I used to have a boss who would like, we would use AIM like, and this was only like four years ago. So it's like, how freaking ridiculous is this? A little behind the times. I feel True. like I feel like MS Messenger was a yeah, little right? bit. Yeah, right. Like might have been better. Yeah. And it would just be like, what are you working on? And, like, I'm the kind of person where I was – I've always had a decent work ethic. So I would be, like – I always feel like I need to let you know, like, that I know what I – like, that I'm doing something. Like, I'm always – like, not afraid that, like, I'll get in trouble or that, like, you're going to think I'm not – but, like, 
I don't want you to think I'm dicking around because I mean, sometimes I am dicking around, but I don't want you to know it. <laughs> so I'd be like, Hey, like, you know, I'd send her a thing. Like, these are the conversations I'm going to have today. These are the times so that like, you know, like if I disappear for a minute, it's because I'm doing stories or something. Right. And she would just message and be like, what are you working on? And then like 20 minutes would go by and she'd be like, what are you working on now? Ugh. And this is somebody who would like leave halfway through the day to go take, to go like pick her kids up and then it's like but i couldn't leave until she got back from like doing things and it's like Mm. well then we need to change the system so that i can system will never change because usually micromanages are people who don't do anything all day so like when somebody asks them what are you working on well i'm overseeing nikki who's working on blah 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 and i'm overseeing i mean it's like oh no what are you doing no and that's exactly (laughs) it like she did absolutely nothing and then when it came time to like edit stories and stuff she would sit there and be like she would agonize over like a comma placement like, well, should we, do you think I should take this out and put like a semicolon in? It's like, first of all, nobody willingly puts a semicolon in a story. No. You try not to, you try to stay away from the colon as much as possible. Because <laughs> <laughs> most journalists don't even know what the fuck to do with the semicolon. And it's like, like she would just sit there and like make everything like this long drawn out process. And it's like, it doesn't need to be. No. And here's the other thing about micromanages also. Micromanages, they usually micromanage because they don't know what their job really is or they're not very good at it they might have been really good at their job at one point and they just kept working up the ladder and then all of a sudden they got like people underneath them and they don't know how to deal with the people that were hired Mm -hmm. and then they're just like going well now i have to control your every move every move that you're making from here on out really seriously if you're put in charge of people the best thing that you can do it's just let them do their job. If they were good enough to get hired, they're good enough to be left alone. Right, yeah. Like, you have to, like, especially if they've had experience of, like, years and years and years, and it's like, this isn't our first job. Like, I understand, like, you need to know what we're working on and stuff like that, but, like, every step of the way, it's like, did you have that call? Are you on that call? Did you yes. do that call? And it's like, shut up. It's ridiculous. And then you got, got to think of it like this. Look, if you leave me alone, I'll get your shit done faster. You can give me the next thing. If you keep asking me, I'm not getting stuff done. If I don't produce, then you know that I'm not doing my job and I'm fucking around. And then you don't have to have a talk with me about it. You're going to fire me over it. And that's going to be the end of it. Exactly. Mm. So, again, too, you know, this kind of goes with that. But, like, delegate. You can't do everything. And neither can your staff. So, you can't pile on everything on one person. You yourself can't be in charge of everything, especially if you have a big team that has a ton of projects. And I think like we both could speak to this from past experiences where, you know, you just have so much going on. Like, and I've, I've been an editor, like I've, and of course I've wanted to do things and wanted to write every single story. And it's like, you can't because then that takes time away from reading other stories and things like that. So you just have to know that your time is limited, just like it is when you're a regular worker. So just make sure that, you know, because again, and it kind of goes back to like not micromanaging, like let your staff fly because the whole reason, like in one of the things that like, I've always held fast of when I was like a, a writer, you know, kind of like working my way through the, you know, up the chain and everything is that like an editor is supposed to make their staff writers better. Right. 
and then someday because I came up in a time where like being an editor was like that's it like that's the end game like you want to be the person in charge of writing the stories and some people don't like some people want to be just writers some people just want to write 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 because they're very good at that I love editing I love breaking down stories and stuff like that so you know but I also like seeing my staff thrive. Like I am still in contact with so many of my interns. I'm still a reference for so many of my interns because I loved just cultivating that relationship and watching them grow because I was lucky enough to have editors that did that for me. So, you know, you want your staff to kind of grow. You, of course, don't want them to take over your job someday, but you want them to flourish because if they flourish, then you're going to flourish too. True. And I think that also as far as like, the delegation part of it comes because when you're offered a promotion or a a step up when you change jobs or whatever, and you go from, let's say a writer to an editor, Mm -hmm. you have to sacrifice something. I was just telling you about this David Byrne interview. I just recently read about like in another publication where they were saying that they were asking David Byrne, like, what would it take for the talking heads to get back together right. again? Like, would you guys consider doing it? And he was like, I would not. He goes and says, I got a lot of things going on right now because he's doing art exhibits and stuff. Right. I know if you're not in the New York area, you might not necessarily know that he's even relevant anymore. But he's literally everywhere. This guy pops up all the time at, like, these very creative, you know, like, situations. Right. And he's happenings. He he is he is happening in himself. But he's <laughs> like, oh, in, in order to make the Talking Heads have a reunion, he goes, I'd have to give something up. And he goes and says, and what would I give up? He goes, I'm loving everything that I'm doing right now. He goes, I don't want to go backwards. I only want to go forwards. And you can't fault him for that. No, but that's what most people don't realize is that if you're going to move forward, you have to dump off some stuff. And that's why you get people put underneath you or you have people like, you know, that are going to be like, you know, under you so that you can mentor them to get where you are so that you can take the next step up. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's exactly it. Right. But I think most people are nervous because they're like, oh, and if I train you to do my job, then you're just going to take my job. Because all they're thinking about is this is where I am. They're not thinking Can't of, think that way. Exactly. But that's what most people, most people are complacent. So they're like, it's true. I'm going to just stay where I'm at because I got a good thing going here. And I, I have, I know somebody who used to be one of my bosses long time ago, who is literally the same person he was when he started working in the journalism field. He has not changed. He is still writing about the same things over and over. Like he does an anniversary story on these stupid things. And it's like, Oh, can dude, I say it? No. no. I want to because you make me follow these people that I'm stuck. I did not make you do anything. I God never once it. said, fo- I didn't even like these fucking people. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> do something nice. Positive reinforcement goes a long way and it's going to humanize you in the eyes of your staff or your coworkers if you're, you know, a slug. Basically, I'm not saying like, oh my God, like in this trophy world where every kid gets a goddamn trophy. I'm just saying like, hey, here's a box of donuts. Mm. Hey, I know you like this candy bar. Who taught you that donut thing? You did actually. I sure did. You sure did. You really sure did. Never, ever, ever go into a new job on the first day without bringing a box of munchkins. Never. Munchkins. Don't do it. Don't do it, man. Munchkins are easy. Everybody can carry a munchkin back to their desk. 
They don't cost a or lot. Several. You can get 48 of them in a box. 50. They upped it to 50 They now. upped it to 50. They upped it to 50. Everybody has a flavor that they're going to like in a box of munchkins. You I cannot go wrong. I brought donuts to, to Metro when I started. Mm-hmm. We ate them for like three days. Like we And like they sat on my desk and everybody's <sighs> like, are those munchkins still here? And it's like, yeah, definitely help yourself. Because in that day too, which was like really cool, was the editor at the time brought a box of donuts too. He's like, I brought donuts for your first day. He's like, and you brought munchkins. So it was like, oh my God, you know? So it was like really just this like nice communal kind of like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm this person. I'm going to take a munchkin, you know? So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like, it, yeah, it's like a nice thing to do. But like, even just beyond that, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, I'm a huge fan of like buying just like shitty Valentine's Day cards, especially one that has like one of those horrible lollipops on it and Ugh. just like giving them out because that's cute. And it's like and even if there's people that don't like you or don't like converse with you or even acknowledge your existence, which has happened, you know, at, at past jobs where it's just people are so singular and unsocial oh yeah that, like man. i would just give them that and it's like who is going to be an asshole to somebody who's handing you like a cute little valentine. Yeah, they have to be nice to you for that moment. And and if you don't like them, it gets under their... Or if they don't like you, it gets under their fucking skin. And that's honestly why you do nice things sometimes. No. <laughs> you see, you think, you're, not, you're thinking small again. You got to think bigger than that. You don't want to get under your skin. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You want to be known as a nice person. Because nobody will fuck with the nice person. Because if they do, everyone's going to turn. Boom over them. So we're basically giving you like really good advice, but then we're also giving you like the what's his name, the gecko version of it. Like what's his name? What's the gecko version? Like, I don't know. Is wasn't that his From Gordon Geico? Gecko? Gert, Gordon Gecko? Oh. Like I never saw the movie, so I'm just pretending that I know what. See, I'm I was thinking about. more. Uh, this is more like a Frank Underwood thing for me. Where yes. This is very much longer. Perfect. That's so much better. Very long term con. Yeah, like exactly. years in the, the making. The long con. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like when I go, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like this. I'm thinking when I retire from Scholastic and they go to give me my gold watch, I'm going to say I want to see it on the board of directors right now. Like I wasn't here for the gold watch. I put in enough time. You guys are going to give me this. I can give you this, but I want this in return. And I get a life-size Clifford to go with it. They actually have a clip. I know been running do. around at school. They've been putting him out like in costume again, like letting this guy I run loose. And... I, I remember when I used to come and visit you and when you'd go to the second floor, when I'd get the rare <laughs> chance to come, I'd get clearance to go upstairs. And when you come up, like you would come up the second floor, uh, like to the escalator from the lobby. And there would just be this like gigantic cliff or just like, hey, guys, what's up? And it's like, ah. Clinic. But he's not even the real life-size one. He's just massive, I know, but he's, he's not life-size. I know. He's on the 31st floor of our building now. Best when we moved, that building, you go up there in the lobby, It looks. it's the weirdest thing, I swear to God. When I went there for the holiday party, I'm looking around like something is missing. And I couldn't figure out what it was till the end of the night, and I realized, holy shit, Clifford's not in the hallway. And everybody's like, how much were you drinking tonight? I'm like, I wasn't drinking at all, <laughs> but damn, Clifford really isn't in the hallway. And then they all realized it. They took him down for the party? No, they bought him when we moved half of our staff up to renovate our yeah. building. They moved him to the 31st floor of the new building because he travels wherever all the, the like CEOs are. So if there's a CEO around, that's where Clifford's going. He ain't so that's him when you know if you the... see him hanging out in the lobby, you're like, get the hell out of there because yeah. some shit's going down. That's right. <laughs> Alrighty. righty. So then, um, you know, and show gratitude, which kind of goes with, you know, the 
Kiss you know, do something nice. nice. <laughs> but just like if somebody does something, like, you know, we went on this trip to, um, you know, crashed ice and I was, you know, my, my company was gracious enough to let me go and cover it for the paper. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was just like, Hey, thank you for that. And he was like, you know, thank you for thanking us. Like it was, you know, so just like if something, if, if somebody does something nice for you, like a thank you is going to go a long way, no matter how small it is, someone is never going to be mad about being thanked for something. You would think that. Well, yeah, some people are just assholes. There was, no, not even, there was a time where my all-time favorite boss <sighs> would actually say, you Stop do not so have much. to thank me for your job every single day, which I did. Like, there was not a day that goes by if I ran into him where I wouldn't say, hey, Jim. Thank you so much, man. I really love it here so much. And he'd be like, you're being sarcastic. There's no way you love it here that much. This is ridiculous. Stop thanking me. It's not funny no more. And I'm like, but it really is. It was the best. It was. It was. (laughs) What are you going to do? And of course, the last one. Mm. If we could just say anything at all. It's communicate. (laughs) <laughs> I have had every single job that I have ever had, especially in the media industry. Communication is just astoundingly horrific. And you would think that, that in your field more than any, where it's just based on communication, communication. <laughs> that like, you'd and, be able to communicate And better. we have, you know, and I've worked at some like very successful places that like successfully communicated information to the masses and they couldn't do it communicate something to the person sitting right next to them. So just if you're sending an email, make sure it has everything that you could possibly need to know. Who, what, when, where, why. Start with that and then just work from there. Yeah. Not everybody's going to go with that one. And I will tell you, this is where you and I differ. I don't want any communication. Well, because you're a goddamn curmudgeon. No, I like to be rogue, completely rogue. I don't want people to know what I'm working on. I don't want people to know what I'm doing. I don't want people to ask me what I'm, you know, what I'm in the middle of. I just want to be able to do what I have to do. You gave me a list. Let me do it. And if you, if I interpret it wrong, well, then it's because you gave me the wrong direction. But I don't want to go back and forth with you 15 or 20 different times. Give me what you need to get done and let me just do it. And if we can't do that, then you failed. Because if I gave you something based on what you told me, then you failed if it's not what you imagined it to be because you should have described it better. Right now, I'm to the point where I'm just like going, even with projects, like I'm doing like things like with this weekend, the, the Red Bull, the whole Red Bull situation. I'm not going around and telling every single person at work I'm doing this. I don't want them to know. I don't want them to know that I'm doing this. After it's over and stuff like that, I will. if it comes out the way I envision that it comes out, I could share it with them. Otherwise, there's no need for anybody to know jack shit. Okay, there you go. So basically, Tom is the employee that you don't want underneath you. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I have yet... To, this is the first first place that I've ever worked where I have not been able to make my own job. It's starting to happen now mm-hmm. where I can kind of like direct it. 
But I do feel I've been doing this now for almost 30 years I've been doing this for. So I feel like marketing aspect of stuff and how to like get a message out there. This is these are not issues for me whatsoever. Sometimes because of like new things that come out and stuff like that. There's technical sides of jobs that I might not necessarily know that I might recruit people to do. But when all is said and done, I feel like I know as much as anybody else and in a lot of cases more than people. Well, there you go. So I'm actually a very good employee <laughs> if you just leave me the fuck alone. And okay, I've never, ever, ever, ever had somebody work for me who said this was the worst boss I ever had or this was a bad boss or this guy wasn't so great. It's either he was good or he was great. There was never anything else in between. Good or great. Tremendous. I was huge. Huge on all levels. Tremendous Tom. That is what your name is. Tom the Tremendous. You laugh, but everybody that worked under me is now above me. (laughs) In different places. It's true. (laughs) It's absolutely true. But I mean, I'm... and it's it. I'm proud of the fact that, like, look, man, I made these people better than when they came in. That's my only job. If you give me somebody, right, and that's to do, what I've said. Yeah, yeah, that's what we said. That. So it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> so just because I'm stuck, it's because sometimes I'm stubborn. But yeah, you are. But it doesn't mean that I don't get shit done. It's called getting shit done, lady. That's exactly what it's called. So there are our tips for how not to be a dick at work. Yes. So. All right. Well, what do you want to do Is with it now? Is that a wrap? <laughs> well, I think you need to do a roly-poly already still. Oh, <laughs> I just died. so much to do a roly-poly already? I guess we can if it's very quick. We could do one. Okay. What do you got going on that you like gotta... I got shit to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We all got shit to do. All right. So play that music then. Roly-poly, roly so what do you want to talk about with Rolly Poly Rorty? What's going on? I don't know. What's, what's going changed on really? since last week? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we first started this, we were like, man, we're going to do this every single week. It's going to be so good. We're going to be able to track progress. You're and just then a we, turd out here now. We seriously start to forget that. Man, how much progress can really be made in a week? All right. So maybe you know? we need to rethink when we do it. Maybe. I don't know. We got to see. That's a conversation we need to have off air, though. (laughs) (laughs) We don't like people peeking behind the curtain. No No, peeking. No, we're secret people. We're secret. We go rogue. We We don't want you to know what we're doing. We just went and told you this whole thing, man. Like, don't act surprised over it while you're listening, for Christ's sakes. Um, No, seriously, this week, I mean, it's good. Something's going on, like, dietary-wise. I don't know what. I'm not eating anything worse than usual. It's not like, oh, my diet's changed and everything else. But, man, I am in some insane amount of pain after, like, three bites of anything now. Maybe you need to call your doctor. Um, I got to call my doctor about that, and I got to call my doctor about something with my back. I feel like maybe I pinched a nerve and it's all connected somehow because when my stomach hurts, my back starts hurting, and then... I could just be standing up and my back starts hurting. And it's just ridiculous at this point in time. And it's making everything very difficult lately. Well, that is not good. And you should definitely get that looked at like ASAP. Most certainly. And the fact that now i got to carry around this ridiculously heavy camera now. 
just, oh my God, it's going to be the death of me by the time, like, Back to the Future happens. <laughs> Oy vey. Well, it's what it is, man. It is what it is, Tom. It is. I mean, like, I don't even have any closed questions. We've got, like... Closed questions? Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not asking you a closed question, though. I don't know. So I don't Did we do it answer? last week? I mean, I thought we covered that, where I yeah. went down, so like, what do you two want to talk or three about, pant then? sizes. I just like to hear myself talk I once know in a you while. Do. Once in a while, every episode. Is it annoying you? It is. All so right. Then your job well, is done. My job is so done. So that's this week's Rolly so Poly Rorty. Well, thank you for coming along on this passive aggressive episode of the High Regard Show. And I feel like somebody should apologize to you, the listeners, for Nikki's attitude that we all had to like in. Endear or endure. Endure? I'm not going to tell you. Well, I'm going to say endure because endear just sounds far too nice right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Listen, um, we are back to having guests coming up again in the upcoming weeks. So, And we have a very sexy Valentine's Day surprise for you. Yeah, that's coming up too, man. It is coming up. Which will be rocking so stay tuned for that you won't have to deal with us for much longer <laughs> just a, whatever i enjoyed the show yeah. i am very happy with this show well, my guest to our own devices <laughs> my guest maybe not so much but i think i muddled through and persevered and overcame so mm, well done thank you well listen if you want to write in your comments and talk about nikki's most awesomest guest that she has ever interviewed today you can do so at highregardshow at gmail.com or you could check out our website at highregardshow.com and you could always follow along on social media where we share quotes of funny things we say and sometimes photos and all sorts of goodness on social media as High Regard Show. I forgot what I was saying. Will it so be on social media? It's at High Regard Show <laughs> on all the major social media outlets. And of course, be sure to check out, you know, this week, look at our photo galleries from the Red Bull Crashed Ice that we attended over the weekend in St. Paul, Minnesota and froze our tuchuses off. So be sure to check out our website, highregardshow.com for that. Yes, I will be hijacking clickbait from... Tyler Durden this week and putting up some stuff because she has just got lacks of days. She has gotten lazy. She certainly has. I guess these kids these days, these trophy kids. Nobody's reliable anymore. (laughs) All right, everybody. Hopefully you have a good week and we will catch you again next Monday. Catch you on the flip side. Bye, everybody. (laughs) 